0: We now continue with more of the Mark Milton Show with the Smash on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. Oh,
1: to Alright, you're listening to the Mark Milton Show with the Smash normally, but today filling in, we put him in. We put him in, Coach. We put in Michael Soa from the great Chicagoland area. Michael, thank you for being here as our special guest co-host. First segment, we were talking beer sales, restaurant, bar trends. I thought that was very uh, insightful, informative. Uh, We also told you about the half-off sale going on right now at Miller Furniture. Any of their three stores, you can take half off of in-stock furniture as well as custom orders. Michael, you just purchased a new house for your growing family in the Chicagoland area. Perhaps we should inquire as to whether Miller Furniture would deliver uh, to Chicago and furnish your entire house. I think that would go a long way to supporting the sponsor.
0: Well, <laughs> that's what I was going to ask because I, I'm i moving from uh, an apartment in Chicago that I've had for several years that yes. let's, let's, just, let's just say I am, I am upgrading in terms of space for what I've been living in for the last 13 years right here. And I have an entire house that i literally have no furniture <laughs> for at the moment right there. mark so, miller is listening uh, if, and he is just yeah, we can look, his we can eyeballs
1: just got really large we need to connect i'll connect you guys i'm sure they could bring a delivery truck up with a house full of <laughs> furniture probably in the mid five figures i think they'd make it happen so i'll talk to mark if, and make it happen if, if
0: if they could bring that up and bring some of the Rosalita's carne asada fajitas Ooh, along,
1: I would. Look at this I guy. Would be
0: all, that, That's my that's my only my only regret here is that I'm not live in studio. For three years, I've been hearing about these Like I'm, I, I find myself to be a, a fajita connoisseur right here. Mm-hmm. So every time you talk about the carne asada at Rosalita's, I'm just absolutely dying to have some Mexican food and go along that route. So. Maybe, maybe next year we'll, we'll get down there for a live and studio shot.
2: Now, can I give you one little warning? Because yes. Rosalita's, there is one big obstacle always getting in the way of enjoying the fajitas. And that's sometimes it's just a little too easy to get carried away with the chips and salsa, <laughs> yeah.
1: the guac, especially maybe you get some queso. And I'll tell you the move is watching football at Rosalita's. Oh, yeah. Go up, settle in on, on a Sunday afternoon. They've got a great bar with tvs they also have a great outdoor patio with tvs i mean it really is you don't think of it as a sports bar but it's a great place to watch games munch on your chips and salsa get your carne asada have a couple margaritas maybe a couple beers it's really a amazing place to watch games and so. dave
0: your point your your point is fair but i would i would tell you that you haven't watched mark and i take down a chips <laughs> and salsa a, before that's true. uh we used to at chili's back in the day it, it was it was a show between the two of us our, our good buddy David Barber I don't know he'd keep like trying to reach in for a chip but he never got one
1: at, yeah at he'd go home hungry ride. most most nights and i think that's yeah, one of the reasons nice. chili's no longer offers the bottomless chips and salsa <laughs> they don't yeah it's they it's made it's an a la <laughs> carte order now they don't have and they don't have it at the airport I, we ate at the airport they didn't even have chips and salsa Supply, supply there, issue again. The, the, the airports are on limited menus right now
0: still at, at the Chili's there, which, which is rough. I couldn't even get my chicken ranch last week. Oh,
1: brutal.
2: Oh, well, I'll just not say all. this. The last time I went to a Chili's, I don't think Rosalita's was in
1: existence. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. But Rosalita's <laughs> has two locations in De Pere, not far from the uh, Milton Law Group HQ there in De Pere, And you also have downtown. Maybe check them out before a... Cardinal playoff game or a blues uh home home game. Blues I mean it's hard to believe hockey season's like right around the corner. I saw I, I It's coming. I, I heard NAV. An We've just had the Blues first preseason game this weekend. Yeah, and I guess Tarasenko is He's still on camp. the blues. Mm-hmm. That's kind of shocking to me. Um and the Cardinals, I mean, what was it? They were I mean, really left for dead. When, when you think about the when the Dodgers were in town, I think that was the first weekend, it was Labor Day, the LA Dodgers came in town, Pujols was here. It was like they, you know, gave him the standing O because the B fibs or yeah, you know yeah. do what they do. But at that point, it was like it didn't even. He had a grand slam, and it was like it didn't even matter because the Cardinals were perceived to be out of it. And now, they're pretty much in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, it would take a monumental collapse for them to fall out of that
2: second wild card spot. Now,
1: yeah, and I'm excited because you know downtown has just been devastated by COVID, by crime, all these things. And if the Cardinals can make a Deep playoff run. I think it would be so good for the city. I hope people go. I mean, I still, I think people, I don't think it's really COVID. I think, like we talked about earlier, people have just gotten accustomed to not going to, to sporting events. And I think when you think about downtown with the crime, you're like, eh, is it worth it? Uh, you know, do I want to, you know, take that, that dark walk maybe after the game, um, you know, back to the parking garage? I think it'll be interesting. Hopefully, if we do, you know, if the Cardinals do make the playoffs, which it looks like they will. You know, you'll have a strong police presence down there, and people will feel safe, and we'll have a deep run. Hopefully, they don't get bounced after after one game. And I think this one game—look, I think it's great they added an extra wild card, but still, to me, to play 162 games Crazy. and get that wild card spot—and let's say you get the first, look at the look at the Dodgers—they mm-hmm. could be you know 100 wins. Make the wild card, the first wild card spot and then get bounced after one game after 160. I mean, it's crazy. true, but on the flip side, you have
2: teams before you had the wild card, like the 1993 San Francisco Giants, won more than 100 games and didn't make the postseason.
1: Yeah, that's true. I mean, I guess, yeah, you're better than not making it at all. I
2: guess. It depends on which way you want to look at it. But
1: why wouldn't you want more playoff games? I don't understand why you wouldn't go, like, to a shortened regular season— and have more playoff games. Because As, it every other sport the, seems to do that. Because it diminishes the value of the
2: playoffs. I think you have even started seeing it in baseball. I've seen it with the Cardinals with some of the division series where they weren't even selling out Bush. Like in 2019, they weren't even selling out Bush for the division series. People just take the playoffs like it's an afterthought. That's well, what happened with the Blues during their
1: 25-year run. I think the Cardinals had a little bit of what the Braves had, though. It was almost like playoff fatigue because they've been in the playoffs for so many years the newness had worn off. I mean, if you have other teams that haven't been there as often as the Cardinals have, say, like the White Sox. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, so it's so a big this, White Sox this, fan. This, People are going to be a little more excited once they eke their way into the playoffs. Am I right, Mike? This, this So this is what's amazing. It,
0: it, yeah, you talk like playoff fatigue. I'm just like, good Lord, I, I haven't been to the playoffs since 2008. So, I mean, we did last year, but we didn't even have a home game. It didn't really count. But I, I laugh with, like, it kind of makes me sick. As a, you know about the Cardinals, and I—I I got nothing against the Cardinals. I—I I hate the Cubs, so I, I'm fine with the Cardinals just winning and stuff like that. But I was—I was listening to a radio show, like like you said, Mark, about a month ago or so, and they had this Cardinals beat reporter on, and the guy was like, I mean, they were dead in the water at this point, point. and he was talking like, well, if we just do this and we just do this, and like Bar and I were kind of laughing about it, like this guy's just out of his mind, you know. But then I started looking at. Of course, he turned out to be right, and I turned out to be wrong, but. It's, no, I but it's it so like, improbable from I mean, his point of view. Yeah, what's that? No, I mean, but I at the time, at from his it... point of view, and it's like, here's the thing: this is what this guy's used to. Like, no matter what, somehow the Cardinals at the end of at the end of the year are in the playoffs. You know, and my team, my whole life, I'm looking at it from the complete opposite of like, we'll be in first place the entire year, and somehow we're going to collapse at the end right here. Like, it's it's amazing to me that. Like, that guy had it right. Well, oh, and you look at, like, the moves there the, at
1: the, end. the moves the Cardinals made or lack thereof. I mean, it was like their moves But the deadline was <laughs> to bring in, you know, a, 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 basically a guy who was left for dead, John Lester from the Nationals. It's like, what is this move? Like, why would you trade a prospect It yep. was it Logan Tom, uh, Lane L- Thomas? Lane Thomas. I said Logan Thomas. I get my names mixed up a lot. I think I've done that quite a few times. <laughs> I'm obviously not a huge sports uh, analyst here. But uh, they trade him, who is a guy that you thought maybe would be a starting outfielder. And sure enough, he's had success with the Nationals. And so you look at him as they're like, why would you do that? And now Lester's found the uh, fountain of youth. Uh, Jay Happ has also been serviceable. And, like, they're going to make the playoffs. It's just crazy. And then you got Wainwright, who just is as good as ever, it seems like.
0: 63 years old and still just crushing guys out there it's, it's unbelievable to see and that's the thing like can they make a run in the playoffs? I mean they shouldn't but they're they're not as good as the Giants the Dodgers the Braves but baseball is baseball I mean right. you saw 2000, 2011 Cardinals like you get hot at hot at the right time it's you know well, right. If you that that, right if you get past that if you
1: went I mean that one game is such a crap shoot I mean let's say you get yeah. Wainwright you can, and, that, it, and,
0: and that's where I do I do uh, to your point I think what they should, if they want that amount of playoff teams in there, which I'm fine with, like I, I I'm totally in for more, but you got to go three games and whatever, do a a doubleheader one game and then a game three, the next game. So it's just two days. And yeah, you'll be like, Oh, well those teams are kind of beat up by playing three games in two days. But so what, you know, that's, that's why they're the wild card, and then you go play the next series, right there. Well, I'm, you could I'm have a scenario like, where one the, game's crazy.
1: You could have a scenario where the Giants and the Dodgers have to play a one-game playoff to determine who wins the West, and then yeah. they got to turn around. Whoever loses that, I mean, talk about reeling. At that point, um, oh, yeah. I mean, you'd, it, the Cardinals would be sitting at a huge advantage at that point. Granted, they'd have to travel to the West Coast either way, but um, it just it seems like there's a way. I mean, I know you've got <clears throat> calendar issues. You don't want to go too too late into the fall. But, I mean, shorten the regular season and extend the playoffs. That's, I mean, it just seems like such a no-brainer, in my opinion. Um, so, let's talk White Sox. I mean, around here, I feel like when Tony La Russa was hired by the White Sox, it, it was kind of a head-scratcher. You know, he'd be out of the game. I guess the last time he managed was 2011, right, Dave? Was that was that his yeah he, the 2011 he left after, World Series? So uh, what was the reaction up there when he was hired? And I mean, how's the uh, I mean, how do you like him as as a manager so far? So
0: initially, he gets hired, gets an immediate backlash from everybody right there. Like everybody was really excited when we fired the previous manager, and then it was like it, it all came kind of crashing down right there. Like. A lot of people worried this old-school guy wasn't going to mesh with the young and exciting team. Of course, the stat heads didn't like him out of the gate, which kind of made me enjoy the hire more. Um, I I was pretty lukewarm on them hiring him, mostly because I didn't like how it was done. Like, this is pushed from ownership right on down. It seems like he didn't let the GM, who's awesome, do what he would have done in the situation. Um, But while everyone hated it, I was willing to give him a chance. A pretty high-up friend of mine in in baseball said – to me like when I was a little worried about it, he's like no believe me like he's I've never seen anyone better at creating a culture than than Tony like he'll be fine and so that eased my feelings but then his first couple months I mean it was really like this old female senile, senile guy that didn't know what planet he was the on. Joe like, Biden was, the baseball he, 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 he <laughs> pretty much He he no but it was like he didn't know the rules there were challenges. Like it's like, he didn't know there was a challenge, there was an ability to challenge. Um, like, I think they started like 30 and 17 or something like that. And he was legitimately the main reason for 12 of those losses, like right off the bat. Um, but since then, I feel like that, kind of, that actually worked out well for him. Cause I feel like the organization kind of stepped in and was like, you got to you your, your bench coach is going to do this. Your pitching coach is going to do this. That maybe aren't like Tony's strong points. And since then, I mean, you heard me early on, like just when we text about it where I was just like, This guy has no idea what he's doing. You haven't heard me say that much at all at, at all recently. Like he he's been fine and like, you know, we clinched the AL Central with I mean, we had four of our best players miss significant time this year going to host a playoff game for the first time since 2008. So how, how can I not be excited about it at this point?
1: Comiskey so we'll will be a-rockin'. We'll, we'll see where it heads from there. What's it called now? First rate field or something? Guaranteed now, rate. We're not going to, you know, I'll tell you where you get a guaranteed rate. That's Andy <laughs> Newbold first bank mortgage. Alright, if you need a mortgage, that's where you go for your, your best rate. Not not some shady uh, baseball stadium. Andy Newbold, first bank mortgage. will take great care of you. He did my mortgage. We did a cash-out refinance to pay for a nice backyard project. You can do the same. Take advantage of rising uh, property values, low interest rates. I mean, it's never been a better time to refinance. Or if you're looking to buy a new home, be sure to talk to Andy Newbold. You can call or text him. This is his cell phone, 314-660-2223 and 314-660-2223. You can give Andy a call. He will take great care of you as his, as your mortgage guy. I've used him. I know others have used him. So be sure to give him a shout at your business. You can also email him at andy.newbold at fbol.com. Talking Tony La Russa and White Sox baseball here with uh, Chicagoland, the beer king of Chicago, Michael Soa. Um, here's the thing with La Russa. I think baseball needs to implement a rule that if you're over a certain age, you don't have to wear the baseball pants. He looks ridiculous. <laughs> I think... You know, I don't know what the alternative would be, but I, I think of like Jack McKeon back in the day, and these older, you know, they just look ridiculous in in the baseball. They, pants.
0: they do, and like the there's no better shot of that. So our best player, Jose Abreu, got hit in the head with a pitch. Uh, like a <laughs> I'm not laughing goers. at that. I'm, I'm laughing at, at
1: the image of Larusa. Yes.
0: And Tony came running out of the dugout. I mean, r- run is a, is a strong phrase for it, but I mean, it it looks like he could just chill over and die at any point right there. But <laughs> now the team loved it, and they were, I mean, the fact that he just busted out there, he pushed the catcher out of the way. I mean, it was great, and and it really is interesting because the guys do, you can tell, they do like him. Like, there's no question about that. He hasn't stopped any of, like, the the, the way they play the game, any of that, so it's been great, but... You're right, the pants are it is an interesting look for sure,
2: oh, I know, and there's some managers who would love nothing more than to not have to dress in uniform, but I found it especially fascinating with Larusa to see just how many similarities he still shows from his time in St. Louis, such as with the whole ejections. You mentioned Abreu getting hit in the head when he was here. Tony used to say it was an automatic, should have been an automatic suspension anytime someone got hit in the head, unless it was one of his own pitchers doing the throwing. And I think, look back to this past week, too, when his relief pitcher Mike Wright got thrown out for retaliating by hitting Shohei Ohtani in the leg with a pitch in that Angel series where three White Sox batters got plunked. And to see La Russa, mm-hmm. to see him charging out, arguing, and then departing to a standing <laughs> ovation from the hometown crowd. Now that is the Tony La Russa we all remember here in St. Louis. Absolutely. And I'll tell
1: you, who's going to turn out to be the, the real loser in all this will be Rick Renteria if he... Again, gets replaced by by another manager who then goes on to win a World Series. You almost feel bad for the guy. Oh, I do.
0: You do, you do. And like, he was such a nice guy, and the team loved him, and you could tell. But like, the one thing I always ask when it gets to, like playoff time, I, I think baseball's gotten so crazy. And you saw it with the Rays last year where they took Blake Snell out at like the fifth inning or whatever it was costing the game. Like they've they just overmanage in the playoffs so much recently. I just want to see a manager that is willing to ride his best pitchers, which for the White Sox are Lance Lynn, our Lucas Giolito, our Carlos Rodon, and not freak out in inning two when a couple guys get on base. Like that's what Joe Madden was doing with the Cubs. Like they just they lose their mind, and that's what in our deciding game last year, Rick Renteria he took our starting pitcher out. In the first inning, after one out with one runner on base, like he just completely freaked out. We used like eleven pitchers by the fifth inning, and it was i mean, that's why we lost. Like he just—he couldn't hold it together. And I just—I'm—I'm I'm looking forward to some stabilization there from Tony in these playoffs, and just let your horses go.
1: Well, and Larusa was always—I feel like notorious for the double switch. I mean, he was—that was you know when he was in the NL. I mean, he doesn't have to worry as much about that being in the AL now with the pitcher spot coming up. Um, Thank but I mean that I, I agree. Like, I think, I feel like that was one of the areas where people would get, I think, frustrated with him was just some of the, the double switching. And, and like you said, taking pictures out that maybe, maybe prematurely, although, I mean, I can think back on, you know, it just seems like a totally different game, even 10 years ago. I mean, it wasn't, you didn't have this sort of bullpen, you know, the, the, what do you call it? Committee by bullpen or whatever you want to call it. I mean, that yeah. that just didn't seem to be the case 10, 10 years ago. You had your rotation. Those were your horses. You hoped to get six or seven innings. And now it's like, if you get five, it's like, wow, that's, you know, great outing. So a lot yeah. different game. And,
0: and, and, and our bullpen's good. Like my only plea is like, just don't freak out. Let your starters go and then let the bullpen close out the final three, four innings right there. I'm cool with that.
1: Yeah, I hear you. Well, you're listening to Michael Soa, White Sox expert from the Chicagoland area, the the beer king of Chicago, joining us this week as a guest co-host, uh, replacing Smash this week, who's still nursing those uh, broken ribs. We wish him the best. Um, and and Dave, I know that uh, you're 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 still in the producer chair. We have the chair here for Smash, mm-hmm. waiting his awaiting his return. And we haven't even taken away your microphone smash. It's still here for you, big guy. So we look forward to you coming back here at the Mark Milton Show in the Miller Furniture Studios here on 590, 590thefan.com. It's kind of a sports talk uh, theme today. I wasn't really intending that, but it's it's uh, it's been good. Good discussion hearing the perspective of a White Sox fan who's made the playoffs. It's exciting. Oh, yeah. And, of course, here on 590
2: the fan too, you know, always the NFL doubleheaders on Sundays, Dallas Cowboys,
1: and Mark your Fighting Illini. The home of the Fighting Illini here in St. Louis. All right, this is the Mark Milton Show with the Smash, broadcasting from the Miller Furniture Studios. Again, they're having their half-off sale right now. You can get half-off in-stock furniture and custom orders, uh, one of the largest selections of American-made furniture. You will find, I'm going to be connecting Michael Soa with Mark Miller, family-owned business. You know, you guys can come together as family-owned business owners. And... uh, Hopefully, make a uh, six figure furniture delivery happen, which should certainly <laughs> keep Miller Furniture sponsoring this show for quite some time. All right, we're going to take a break and come back. And this is the Mark Milton Show, Miller Furniture Studios, presented by com.